0: 20 minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack-A-Day Podcast.
2: Welcome everyone to another edition of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. Thanks again for joining us today. My name is Dan Kottnick, and as I am every single other Tuesday, I am joined by my podcast Significant Others here on the Pack-A-Day Podcast, and that is Matt Freelich and Janelle Mackey and... If you can read a calendar, you know that every other week means that the last time that we spoke was after the thing that happened in Tampa Bay. And guys, we got to stop meeting like this because if, if this is if we're the jinx, then I'm willing to lay down and, and not. As much as I love you guys, I'll, I'm willing to lay down and not see or speak to you if it means never losing to the Vikings again, like this. Yeah.
0: A little, looking ahead a little bit, Dan, to Week Ten, we'll be recapping the game. That's after the Jaguars' um, game, and God I have help a us. yeah. I think we're going to be okay. Gardner Minshew not going to start this upcoming week. They have a rookie quarterback starting, so I think at that point we'll be set. But who knows? Maybe they'll, they'll make a trade here in the next coming days. But we should be should be able to break this trend after a few weeks.
3: Well, Matt, why do we always get stuck recording after a crummy Vikings loss or tie or whatever?
0: (laughs) Honestly, honestly, I was thinking about you all day, Janelle. I'm not kidding. Like when I asked you, it was like, I was, I was hoping you were going to get a little bit of shit from some middle schoolers, but you said that didn't happen, but (laughs) kids are are people still coming out of the woodwork for us either. Both of us too, I guess.
3: Yeah. It like, luckily because the eighth grader I'm with, she was gone. So I kind of got to hide out in my classroom and I think people have realized don't mess with me too much because I will beat you in a fight. Verbally, uh, mm-hmm. I, I do have my my one Packer friend who he was kind of around the corner talking to my coworker, and he's like, "Oh my gosh, did she did she take the day off?" And I'm like, "No, I'm here. Don't worry. There was there was too much purple. I've never seen that much purple, but you know, it's their second win of the year. They needed to celebrate something, especially with the Gophers really flopping this year too." Oof. So you know what?
2: Oh, this was their super. Yeah, role.
3: take it, whatever. Like nobody at, at work harassed me today. I was mentally preparing for it all morning and all last night. But it's more so the people who like to message me and can hide behind that screen that try mm-hmm. and like. Yes, I know that Rogers got hit at the end. You don't need to send me that picture. I've seen it a thousand times. I don't need it on my Snapchat either.
2: <laughs> let me let me sidetrack real quick. If, if, you, if you'll let me, since we're, we're going to talk about a lot of bad things. Wisconsin and Minnesota. You guys are both Badger fans, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm an Ohio State fan. We're all Big Ten. I root for Wisconsin every time they don't play Ohio State. But how, how, how serious is the rivalry between Wisconsin, Minnesota, the, the colleges? Like, is it on my level of Ohio State-Michigan? God, no.
0: Not even close. Like, are we
2: are we looking more at, like, Michigan-Michigan State level?
0: That's probably fair. I would say Michigan-Michigan State's not a bad comparison. I mean, the thing is, is that the just,
3: Gophers aren't good enough year in and year out to make it a rivalry, so... Right. Like, but now they
0: are in the last few, so, like, that's where it's, like, coming around, but, like, the Badgers have stepped up their play then, too. It hasn't, like, been one-sided. I don't know, like, because there's those times where it's gone back and forth where, remember... Early 2000s, Minnesota was solid. Um,
3: well, it took them 14 I'm, years to get the axe back. so
0: It did. So, yeah, and there you go. I mean, there, I guess it's just too one-sided, as Janelle reminded everyone, 14 years.
3: Yes, I need to make sure okay. they all know. But, no, so, yeah, So us Badger and nothing compares. fans, what a rough week of football, honestly. Like, not yeah, being able to honestly, have Badger you know. football and then falling with that loss to Minnesota. I wasn't a very happy person last night. <laughs>
2: mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> Um, well, just kind of like recapping real quick from that game, because we've got we've got way bigger fish to fry mm-hmm. uh, now at this point than what happened on Sunday, which never would have thought even 24 hours ago that would be the case. Um, what's what's the takeaway for you guys like from that game? Like, is there like how much can you take away with it with the the weather? Like, I know that it's just it's wind, but it, it clearly played in a it clearly played a factor in both teams game plans I feel like so I feel like that has to be said for that has to be like included somehow right when you kind of look back at this game Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's a little silver lining I mean because just the way both teams are going for on fourth down the Packers go for the two-point conversion at the end I mean you could maybe make a case they're trying to play analytics there right I think so no punts I mean there's a couple it's just an odd game weather-wise but that's I mean that's NFC North football, right? Especially come November, December, January, like, you're gonna have to play in those elements. And the Vikings were ready for it. I mean, they gave, they ran the ball 30 plus times. Um, the Packers tried to run the ball, didn't do it that much in the second half. So, I mean, you could you could say ah, I was, you know, this game was screwed up because of the weather, but the Vikings were able to adapt. So it's, you know, you don't want to throw it completely or dismiss it, but it's it's a little bit of a silver lining. You're like, okay, it was a absolute, you know, hurricane in Green Bay, so it's not as terrible as you would you would think, but there's you still got to adapt the elements because both teams are playing in it.
3: Yeah, that's the thing is that, yeah, you can talk about the weather, but I'm always a pessimist when it comes to the weather talk because both teams have to play in it. So obviously one team figured it out better than the other, or it, it really doesn't even come down to whether what happened in that game, I don't think. Uh, we'll obviously talk about that in a second. But I mean, the whole, yeah, you have to adapt your game plan, but when you when it's your home field and you're used to playing with the open roof and then a team who comes in who plays indoors to have them beat you in the elements it's kind of just an extra kick in the nuts
2: <laughs> Seriously. like I, don't, I really Seriously. don't know how to
3: put that kindly but. there's
2: no other yeah. way to put that for sure yeah I agree with all of you guys said like it's just bad and it like you said Matt, like Going I love the idea of going for it on those fourth downs. I love the idea of going for it on fourth down more. But you mm-hmm. can argue that um I'm trying to remember where exactly were, but I'm pretty sure they were in field goal range when the quote unquote non pass interference call on uh on Robert Tunyon
1: mm-hmm. happened
2: on that fourth down. I think they're within field goal range there if I if I remember correctly. Yeah, they were, they're
0: I wanna say they're between like the yeah, they're between, like, the 31 and the 36, if I had to remember. I can't, can't remember specifically where, but, I mean, normal, that, that fair conditions. Whole, yeah. Yeah.
2: That changes the whole outcome of the game, you know, with the, the scoring-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because then there's a chance, too, that Viking, you know, the Vikings don't go forward on fourth down and kick field goals instead of get touchdowns on on one or two of those drives as well. Uh, so yeah, just a weird weird overall game but lots more to talk about guys moving forward into this week. It's a short week obviously schedule-wise for the Green Bay Packers. Game on Thursday in Santa Clara against the San Francisco 49ers. Um, we'll put that in quotation marks for for right now. Um, one thing that I, w- a couple things I wanted to get to before we start talking about that game guys and all the stuff that we're looking forward to ahead of this game. Just some kind of general more more general Topic with the NFL and with the team as well. We'll start with the NFL real quick because it's kind of the smaller thing. But uh, Chris Mortensen came out and said that the NFL uh, exec, the player, the competition committee, excuse me, is planning to propose a uh, I don't know an amendment or an issue to the owners about expanding this year's playoff field to eight teams for each conference to kind of um, you know allow for Teams that maybe are going to miss games, a little foreshadow, uh, you know, bye weeks that are getting taken away, and you know, there's good, there's a good chance that we have teams at the end of the year that don't have a full 16 game uh, schedule played. Uh, so, what do you guys take a take out of that? Do you think that's a, a smart idea? Do you take anything from it right now?
0: I don't really, I don't really ever like expanding the playoffs. I mean. At this point, so you're going to take 16 out of 32 teams. I mean, that's kind of turning into college basketball, then, right? You're diluting what is the competition, and, and I get it. it. It kind of makes sense if you do boil it down, and you get to week 17, and some teams only played 15 games, maybe 14, for God's sakes. Like, but you can still take win percentage. Like, that's still an option. It's not like you have to compare, you know, go apples to apples with wins and losses and record wise, but. You've already expanded to seven. I think adding another team just seems a little outrageous to me. Um, Janelle, what are your thoughts?
3: Yeah, I mean, because like you just said, Matt, they had already expanded the number of teams that uh, make the postseason. But, I mean, it it depends on the structure they go with when it comes to expanding the playoffs. Because, obviously, hockey, they did that where they took 16 teams that would have qualified, which that's not normal. And they figured out a way to make it work so that those top teams – Automatically, they just kind of played for seating, Whereas the lower teams, they had to play for their their spot. So with football, it's obviously different. Um, I yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, it, it like you said, dilute is the right word. Where it just kind of makes it it makes it almost too easy to get in. But I I don't know. It's not the worst idea though. I mean, you have to brainstorm these ideas in case there are teams with less games played than others where it could be a factor as if they would make the playoffs or not. I mean, it, it kind of depends on when we get to that point, how close is it? You know, like there could be an obvious margin where maybe they don't even need to do that, but we might not know that till more games are played and the bye weeks kind of disappear.
2: Yeah, and with the whole – with diluting it, I can I can totally understand because I think – You could argue that when they start, when they, because it was seven, it's supposed to be seven this year Mm -hmm. by, you know, just NFL rule, COVID or not. And so you could argue that it was already getting diluted at that point. I think with this season, I think we already all kind of realized that this is a very unique situation, you know? Uh, Any champion that comes out of this, any champion that comes out of this league, we've already seen from the NBA and the MLB like the champion is already kind of a little diluted i feel like true um so for me it's it's more so why not and and if we and if it happens and we see that like oh like that was actually kind of fun like i i really actually we got some competitive stuff out of this or it was it was awesome to have you know that extra game you know in the divisional round or or whatever like it maybe maybe it, may it leads to something that we realize actually is like a little bit more entertaining and 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 kind of interesting. Uh, I mean, like what like Janelle's point. If we always going to bring it back to hockey on this podcast, <laughs> is uh, like I really enjoyed watching what the NHL did with their um, playoff yeah. format this year with the, with the play in the little play in tournaments the th- the three game tournaments like that was fun it adds more excitement to
3: it so like I think and even NHL has talked about making that the regular format so it would just depend on how the NFL goes about that because obviously hockey it's best of seven each round so football they'd have to figure out their way of doing it but yeah maybe it's because I wasn't really that big of a fan when they expanded it to seven anyways so it'd be interesting maybe you just do the Uh, Bottom two kind of play in, or I don't know, because you have to make sure it's even numbers is the thing. So, Mm
2: -hmm. yeah, definitely. Um, A little bit more Packer related, guys. Before we, we're going to, trust us, we're going to address the elephant in the room here pretty soon. But one more thing I wanted to get, pick your guys' brain on a little bit, because it's more of a macro um, thing to keep watching for the Packers this week and in the next couple of weeks, because I think that's kind of the window here. Is the situation with defensive coordinator Mike Petton. Because I feel like a couple weeks ago there was there was a little bit more of a divide where I think you had to, you had kind of two discernible camps of you know is it Mike Petton? like can we keep him the rest of the season and then there was the the louder majority uh, saying to fire. I think after this week though. It really kind of seems like all the Packer fans that I've seen on Twitter and and everywhere else on social media, we're all pretty much in the fire Mike Pettin camp. Um, mm-hmm. Where do you guys fall? Are you, where do you kind of see this happening? Like, is there any is there any way that he doesn't make it the rest of the season? And if uh, if he does, does he make it past this season?
0: Yeah, the straw. I mean, the, I was in the I guess the minority. Based off your analytics, Dan was the um, just the fact that like I know the Packers like go of Mike McCarthy two years ago midseason, mm-hmm. but like to let go of a defensive coordinator midseasons like that's tough. Like I mean, you, you got guys there you you could fill in that would that would make sense. Uh, Jerry Gray, Mike Smith, that would make sense. But I mean that that was the one string of hope I was hanging on to at this point. After you look at all the missed tackles. The lack of turnover play, the lack of discipline, just, I mean, you're putting players in space that don't belong in certain portions I mean there's you had playmakers from last year when the Smith brothers that aren't doing anything I mean there's been I don't remember Kenny Clark making a play in the last two weeks and he's been limited with the snaps but just there comes a point where like a change needs to be made I just still don't know if they're going to do it mid-season like I I think he's for sure gone at the end of the year I don't it would be wild for them to keep him at this point unless things really turned around but it's just if they do it mid-season it's kind you're kind of just like You're bailing on the season, right? I mean, when they let go of Mike McCarthy, it's not like they were contenders for the NFC Championship. I mean, they were at the bottom of the barrel, scraping by, and internal feuds. Now it's like you get rid of a D coordinator. Where are you at? Yeah, it
3: kind of feels well. Yeah, it kind of feels like okay. Well, if we fire him, we're kind of giving up on the season because that's kind of how it felt when McCarthy got let go. So. It, and it also, like, with the short week, it puts a different narrative in because I'm not going to say, no, go fire your defensive coordinator and then play in three days. Absolutely not. But I think that it's really hard to think that he has a job with the Packers come the end of the season. You know, I, I really don't know if I see him getting let go during the season unless things just really don't improve. Because like I sent you guys earlier, uh, Zach Cruz, he said per PFF grade, Packers are the worst tackling team in football. And it's like, does, what? where is that coming from? Is that talent? Is that coaching? Because they have to go hand in hand. But I feel like the Packers, for the first time, have a lot of really solid talent on this defense. So it's like, why is there no execution? What is going on? And I think a lot of it at this point has fallen on uh, Mike Pettin and... And I really don't know. There, There's a lot we could say and a lot that everybody already knows, but do I see him getting let go during the season? I really can't say. Uh, it's hard to want to kind of screw up things. And I mean, they've only lost two games this year, but both were really poor defensive games is the thing, and you don't want your offense to have to be the bailout. We've seen this year in and year out where, all right, Aaron Rodgers is going to have to put up 40 points with this offense to win games. I don't like that narrative because when you play these teams where you can't stop the run, which we all saw, you know, Dalvin Cook, the only guy on this team to worry about, goes for three rushing touchdowns and a 60-yard pass, touchdown, whatever, and it's just, I think a lot of it comes out of frustration. Like, yeah, it's easy to say just, fire him, get it over with. But there's so much more that you have to consider with this team. Like, okay, well, do you really want to bring in somebody halfway through? I think probably what they're going to do is they're going to ride him out this year, but they should be shopping defensive coordinators in the process.
1: Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, you can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at indeed.com slash bluewire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to indeed.com slash blue wire terms and conditions apply offer valid through December 31st.
2: I I think, I think there's a case to be made that firing Mike Pettin brings you, brings you sort of the same, not the same, I guess it, it, it gives, it gives you, it gives you something and you're not really losing a lot because let's, let's, this is this is bad, right? Like the, like this defense is mm-hmm. not very good. It's not playing well right now. Can anyone really come in here and do worse though? You know, and, and not only come in, but like it's going to be someone, at least for the interim, if they made this move, it's someone that's on the inside and knows this team already. Knows the players, knows what schemes they've already been running, the lingo, all of it. So you're not really so much changing – you're not really changing a lot of the scheme as much as you are kind of just shaking things up a little bit. If you're planning on getting rid of Mike Petton at the end of this season, for me, I don't really see the downside in doing that midseason because I already know what the I already know what the floor is for this defense, and it's the Vikings and Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. There there's the, the the only upside is like Maybe firing Mike Pettin puts everybody else on notice about the lack of. I don't want to. I don't want to say effort because I'm not. I'm not saying that the players are going out there and not playing with a hundred percent effort. I, I will never say that about an NFL player. But like, there's just a, there's a lack of energy on that field out there. And like what like you guys have kind of said, there's playmakers on this field. There's arguably a Pro Bowler. In each level of this defense, you mm-hmm. know, when when they play to their talent, if the talent isn't playing up to their talent, that goes back to coaching, yeah. and that and that lands at Mike Petton's feet. And mm-hmm. but I, but I'm with you guys too. Is like like Janelle, you brought up that PFF thing about the tackling. Is that like how much is that Mike Petton? You know, like I can't imagine that Mike Pettin is the one out there like teaching, coaching, or working on 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 coaching drills, but. Maybe that wakes everybody else up like, hey, this is like, this is, this is like, nobody's safe. You know, if you're not living up to it, you could be on the chopping block next.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. The only thing I, I mean, the only way I could see it getting worse, and this is like really bad, would be that you get rid of Mike Patton, everyone gets put on blast, and whoever takes over doesn't, you know, lead the locker room. And I don't think this would happen because they have some. De- definitive leaders on the defensive mm-hmm. side already, but like, they're, I mean, you would hope there wouldn't be an internal struggle of you know players combating players. Maybe some players liked Pettin, some players didn't like Pettin. You have this like internal feud. That would be my only worry, but I don't think that'll happen with Zedarius, Kenny Clark, Preston Smith. Amos and, like, just the way Jair carries himself as a young player. I don't think that would happen, but that that's how it could get worse. I just, like you said, though, talent like, productivity-wise, it couldn't at this point.
3: Yeah, it's, to play devil's advocate to my previous point, I mean, Dan, you bring up a good point just in, maybe it just sparks something else. I mean, we saw it with, uh, when McCarthy got let go and they brought in the floor and all of a sudden, all this talent that we had already had, the energy was just very different, so... Yeah, it could be as bad as what Matt's saying, and it could be as good as what Dan's saying. It could it could go either way, and we'll just never know until it happens, if it yeah. happens. I and, guess.
2: Right, and and yeah, and the only reason I the only reason I really want to bring it up here is because like the fire Mike Pettin thing can be a storyline literally the entire rest of the year until you know either either the season ends or well, he. gets I feel fired.
3: like every year but, it's fire blank. It's either fire. McCarthy fire Zook. <laughs> now it's fire Petten so it's every year one coach yeah, gets put on blast fair. and this year it's Petten. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, but like I, I think it makes I think it's a little bit more uh, relevant now because with the Thursday with the Thursday night game, if you were to make another move again, like this is this is the this is really the only other time this season that it kind of makes a little bit of sense to. Uh, make the move and coming off of the Vikings game, how will that happened, And going to a Thursday night game against the 49ers. And we've already seen two times what happens when this Matt LaFleur team goes up against the 49ers. If there's another repeat, if we get Rocky three of, of, uh, of 49ers Packers, like that—that's—that seems like the perfect storm for it to to happen. So something to keep an eye on as uh, as this game happens and it, and we get ready for this. But guys, uh, let's let's hit it. Let's let's get to the elephant in the room here. Um, announced Monday that AJ Dillon tested positive for COVID nineteen. The test coming uh, the date of the game, and the Packers not getting that result back until. I don't know if they got the the test back Sunday night or Monday morning, but it was after the game, which I think raises its own separate questions about what the hell the NFL is doing in terms of uh, in terms of testing and trying to keep their players safe. But that's kind of a different argument. What it means for the Packers, though, is they go into their their full you know kind of uh, lockdown mode, worked remotely from home today, only necessary personnel in the building doing workouts and things like that. Um, so guys, just when, let me, let me get, let me get that reaction from you because I feel like that's, that's kind of the one thing that's, uh, going to be for everybody is like, where were you the first time that the Packers got their COVID positive player? Cause we all knew it was going to come at some point. And I, I told you like, I've had fever dreams about waking up and seeing that notification that somebody tested positive. So it finally happened. What was your initial reaction right away when you saw that Blair across your, uh, across your timeline
0: i mean it's kind of ironic like i was waiting for a covid test result today coming back from a vacation and i got it it was negative <laughs> but like very ironic that i'm waiting on a test result and then all of a sudden there's a different test result that pops up that affects my favorite <laughs> nfl franchise very bizarre um yeah, Dan, but you're right. There should be a separate podcast for this. We don't have time for it, but just like how did it take that long to get test results back? Like, how do you not have the rapid 15, 20 minute testing? That's a whole other conversation to be had. Um, I mean, it's kind of nice that Aaron Jones sat out these last two weeks because you don't know what ter- sort of contact he had with the running back room. Um, maybe that plays to the benefit that if he's able to play on Thursday and not be part of the, you know, the. Um, one of the trace people. Um, but yeah, I was it was what working at home for the day. Saw that. I was like, I hope it's no one serious. I mean, it sucks to have AJ Dillon since he was a second running back right now, mm-hmm. but definitely worse people it could be.
3: Yeah. And I, you know, I'm just kind of getting ready, having my lunch at work and I'm like, you know, what? let's see what's going on on Twitter. Maybe there was a trade move or something. I don't know. And boom, that's the first thing I see. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. I mean, it was inevitable. Being that it is also Green Bay, Matt, you know better than anyone how it's going out there, Mm -hmm. but it's just like, it's especially after a day like yesterday, it's like, I really didn't think things could get worse, and here we are on Monday, frustrated over uh, COVID results, and yeah, I mean, what is taking them so long? If you're playing a noon game, what time are you testing? Do you have to start testing Saturday just to be sure? Like, do you have to test Saturday and Sunday? What do you have to do to make sure that guys who are testing positive are not on the field? Because, and this isn't me being mad at A.J. Dillon, but, you know, it's just you don't know who he's around and who he could impact. Like, it's different. He's he's the third string running back on this team. It's a little less worrisome than if he's interacting a little bit too much with somebody like Bakhtiari or Rodgers or Crosby, these guys that you need out on the field, so it just creates this this string of worry that we don't get to know about until tests start coming back
1: the wait is finally over football is back you might not be at a game this year but you can be in on the action at bet online bet online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props bet online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else you could get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code BlueWire at betonline.ag. That's Blue Wire, all one word. Betonline, your online sports book experts.
2: Yeah. And and here's here's just sort of another hypothetical to think about. Is what if, what if there's a Justin Turner situation where what if what if these tests come back in the middle of a of a four o'clock late game, you know, or it's Sunday night football, you know, the Packers are in the middle of a, of a game and at halftime they they find out that somebody tested positive. Like, are, are you going to hold them? Are you, you going to hold them back from the rest of the game? Are they going to continue to play? Do you immediately have to shut the game down and start contact tracing from there? Like. It just raises so many questions that this should have, like, these kind of contingencies should have been kind of, like, figured out by this point. Going into the season, they should have already been figured out. Um, but, you know, with my reaction, like, this this is just a terrible, like, this whole thing is just a terrible, like, monkey paw, like sc- like, scenario where I'm like, I wish there was something that could happen that we won't have to talk about the Vikings game. And then we got it. But it's just, it's AJ Dillon testing positive for COVID. Like this is terrible. Um, sort of, sort of in that same line, guys. We don't know uh, the reason for the designation here, but it is something to keep an eye on. With this, is Jamal Williams and Kamal uh, Martin were both placed on the injury list today. Obviously, the Packers didn't have practice, so the injury list is you know a very it, it's sort of an estimation. But we're placed on it with a non-injury-related designation. That doesn't that doesn't bode very yeah. well. <laughs> no. If uh, if you're if you're not having practice because of a lockdown, and uh, so the injury report is just sort of estimation, and these guys are not, uh, you know, are on it for non-injury-related purposes. It doesn't bode well for the Packers, especially in the running back room. Guys like that's that's the biggest one moving forward. Right? Is even if this game had let's let's assume. This game happens on Thursday, and and AJ Dillon is the only one that tests positive. You know, I don't I don't know how it works with Jamal Williams and, and Kamal Martin if they're placed on this. And let's say this is let's assume this is based off of contact tracing. I don't know if that means they are able to play after negative test or or what the scenario is. But let's just assume they both don't play. Now the Packers are going into Thursday night with Dexter Williams and Tyler Irving as their running backs.
0: Uh, that's not a great situation to be in. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Very odd. And, I, again, this is another thing. Like, every, every, um, I guess, football league, or excuse me, every sport league is different. I know. I know even just NCAA is different as far as conferences go, ACC to Big Ten, the way they've been tracing it. And, I, you know, we found that a little bit more with Trevor Lawrence and Graham Mertz over the weekend and just this last week how that went. Um, but, yeah, how did, how did, how do you base, like, you would assume like what I don't get. Maybe I'm just a you know a peanut brain. Like every single person on the team would have been in close contact at some point with AJ Dillon. So like, how is Dexter Williams or Tyler Irvin or Aaron Jones or or yeah or Aaron Rodgers? Like, how are none of these people like in close contact or uh, you know I, I don't understand that. Um, makes no well, sense to me. And how is well, Kamal I, Martin? I, I don't get it.
2: I I mean I guess I will say like. If we're assuming that in the locker room protocols have been taken to socially distance, keep players separated as much as possible, it makes sense that Jamal Williams would be one of the ones that has, you know, that is in in close proximity to him. Uh, I mean, if you're keeping the position groups separate, you're working out separately, like this is a very infectious disease. And it can spread very easily if not taken, not taken, uh, you know, proper protocol. But mm-hmm. if we're assuming that the protocol is in place, like I would assume the the risk for a good number of them is probably minimal if if you're following the protocol correctly. But yeah, I'm with you too, Matt. Like it's like it, it just raises the question of like, well, who knows? Like right. contract tracing can fail, and, and they easily could have all been affected by that point Mm -hmm. you know yeah yeah
3: it's it's just a mess i guess to say the least i mean like what what do you really do going forward to to prevent things like this like if aj dylan is somehow the only one are like what are they doing to make sure that that contact tracing is uh like stopped at a certain point you know how are they running their workouts do you start Mm -hmm. maybe running your your first and thirds together and your second and fourths together so that if something happens then you're not losing a bunch of starters or whatever like do you mix up the lines i mean it's just so hard because then it's like you're not getting the practice that you need with your starters but also do you try and take into account well hey maybe we shouldn't all practice together it's just There are so many ways to go about it and think about it and think what could we have done differently, but really it was going to happen at some point. So no matter what uh, precautions you take, it was going to find its way into the building and hopefully they were being smart enough and safe enough to where, yes, A.J. Dillon tests positive, but because we're being safe and smart about it, it didn't spread like wildfire throughout the locker room. And I hope that... Dylan is the only one and I hope that people don't kind of like attack him for it and blame him for it, you know, because you don't know how he got it. And really, I hope that Mm -hmm. he's healthy. I hope everyone else is healthy and whatever happens going forward. I hope that everybody's health does. Okay.
2: Yeah, for sure. And, um, I I think too, you have to ask about the competitive advantage or disadvantage you know for the packers like if if let's say let's say that another player tests positive or there's a false positive or something that comes back tomorrow or, or on Tuesday um like if the packers like the past re- packers realistically could go into the Thursday game without having a full practice this week and as the NFL like are like are you okay with that are you okay if you're the NFL saying that not only are we still going to have Thursday night games, which already prove cause more injuries, players aren't rested enough, you know, the, the product is usually worse because the teams don't have as much time to prepare and recover from last week's game. Not only are we are going to say that, but now we are okay with one team not having a full week of practice or, you know, having, having the competitive disadvantage of not seeing each other until game time basically like there has to be something that comes out of that there there has to be that has to be addressed if if this keeps moving forward you know and does that mean that they move the game back Uh, like what like what do you guys think like let me let me just ask that straight up what do you think the chances are
0: that the game even happens on thursday i'm pretty optimistic to be honest i mean if we're all gonna we're gonna find out probably tomorrow because Wednesday's a travel day, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so at that point, you're just, I mean, either they're going to, you're, you're going to find out if Kamal Martin's got COVID or Jamal Williams or anyone else. Like you're going to, we're going to find out, well, it would be today, I guess, as this podcast comes out. So, I, I mean, I'm optimistic it's going to happen, but games have been canceled thus far or changed or moved till monday at four o'clock whatever the hell i mean there who knows i mean it's a thursday game too and that's the worst part that it's such a quick turnaround that you're just being thrust into a situation like this where normally it's been like a full you know five or six days or that you've had to you know to take into account now it's not only is it a short week but you're also traveling as the packers so it's i think it happens um it'd be great if it didn't happen and we pushed it back later in the season which goes back to the beginning of this episode dan talking about the Chris Mortensen report possibly having you know eight teams on either side of the uh, the playoff bracket.
3: Yeah, I think the short week really throws a wrench in everything that's going on. I mean, if this was, if we were talking about a three o'clock game on Sunday, it's a completely different conversation. But like you said, Matt, tomorrow after this episode comes out, there it's a travel day, and it's just. Everything has to happen so quickly and so efficiently. And that's the thing is it has to be efficient, too. You can't just, all right, let's get everything done as fast as we can to figure things out. Like, you have to do it the right way in a short amount of time. So do we see this game get flexed to maybe even, like, a weird Tuesday game? I don't know. Um, I, it's, it's, I don't even know what to think about it because it's, it's coming up so fast and there's just so much mess going on right now it's just a giant spider web of bad news for the Packers and Mm -hmm. I mean it would also be nice you know 49ers kind of have some injuries that could kind of benefit the Packers so it's like I don't want this game to get pushed off too much because this could be kind of like (laughs) a a game where they can yeah I'm usually the person that's like I want everybody as healthy as possible I want the best team to win but you know I, I would be okay if Nick Mullins was the quarterback going into this game and so you don't want to push it off too much if that's the narrative you like to go with where hey this could be our advantage with guys like Kittle and Garoppolo and Mostert being out but you also have to think of the health of the team and the league and it'll be really interesting to see how the NFL handles this with the Packers being on such a short week because I would be really upset if the Packers went into this game without having a practice, especially considering the loss they just had, you know, they obviously need the practice. So it could just be, it could be wild. Wild is really the word to describe this season. And just, I was really hoping that the Packers wouldn't be in the mix for at least a a little bit later down the road, but you know, here we are and have two days to figure it out basically.
0: Yeah. Would you – I'm going to pose a question. Would you guys rather be the Packers right now with potentially maybe one at minimum or three or even more players with COVID? Or would you rather be the Niners who have literally every single person, every starter injured right now, and they found out their starting quarterbacks out, their best offensive weapons now has a you know fractured foot out for eight weeks for Kittle. Like, would you rather be in the Packers situation or the Niners situation?
3: Probably Packers.
0: <laughs> yeah. The only way I would say it would be the Niners if it's like you don't know yet. Like you don't you know who's hurt. You know who you're going to probably field this week, right? But like the Packers like it's a, it's an hour by hour situation where like you could have a complete outbreak within your team, but yeah, it could be worse. I was I was trying to bring some positive light. Uh, yeah, you know like to this here. yeah,
3: maybe we don't we're not the worst uh luck wise team going into this Thursday game. <laughs> right but like you said it could be it could just be AJ Dillon or it could be 20 guys we have no idea but i don't know i feel like this is this seems a little bit more manageable than when you lose your star players to injuries
2: you know, Matt, it's it, like the injuries for the 49ers have to be kind of talked about especially for for this weekend the moving forward because the, here's here is a list of this came from Tom Pelissero a list of uh, players for the 49ers on injured reserve or probably heading there pretty soon: Jimmy Garoppolo, Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson Jr., Jalen Hurd, the wide receiver George Kittle, other tight end Jordan Reed. On the defensive line: Nick Bosa, D. Ford, Solomon Thomas, and then cornerback Richard Sherman. Th- that's that's a murderous row of injured reserve uh, of players. Like that's that's pretty nasty. And not only does it it changed things for this week, uh, coming into you know the Thursday night game. But I want to expound this a little bit, guys, because I made this point on on Twitter today. This kind of stuff is exactly why I think you can't count the Packers out as Super Bowl contenders in the NFC. Everyone is dealing with something glaring right mm-hmm. now, right? Like look down the top, like the top teams in the in the NFC right now, Seattle. Green Bay, New Orleans, San Francisco, maybe a throw in there of, of Arizona after what we Buc- saw last week. Bucks. The Bucks? The Bucs. And the Bucs too. Yeah. Okay, throw the Bucs too. But the Bucks have already shown they can lay a stinker against a team mm-hmm. like the Bears. The Saints offense it seems choppy at best, you know, most of the time. The Seahawks cannot defend the pass to save their life. And the 49ers are dealing with injuries to all of their major players basically it is anyone's game like all you need to do especially with seven teams right now could be eight teams just make the playoffs and see what the hell happens you know like I, I can understand like being upset about the way this team played on defense the missed tackles everything else like that but guys like the sky is not falling Everyone in the league right now is dealing with some sort of issue, and it is anyone's ball game, especially in the NFC. That's all you got to do is make it there, and then you got sixty minutes to decide what the hell happens next.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At know? some point, yeah, you're going to run into adversity, right? No matter what it is, right. like it'd be, it's crazy not to think you have an injury, or at this point, a, a COVID outbreak, or or whatever the case may be, or just a bad a bad run of a few games, where the ball doesn't go your way. But you know, it's really. think how do you respond to it um there's been a few people that over the last 48 hours that have just talked about how the Packers when they get down they don't seem to want to battle back you know they get down a score or two and that just seem to give up and not adjust so um well now you have no more adversity right like what are you going to do are you going to roll over and just give up but I mean everyone's dealing with this that's just that's just the NFL at this point whether it be injuries or the pandemic or coaching issues or young quarterbacks or bad offensive line play I mean it's you can make an you can make an excuse for every team, but it's you know everyone's going through it like Dan said.
3: Yeah, and at some point, you know, locker room's got to step up with it too. You know, uh, with all the adversity, you know, the leaders got to start speaking up, and especially like the defense when they're struggling, somebody's got to be that voice of reason in the locker room, whether it's Z or Jair or whoever. You know, these defensive leaders, and same on the offense. You know, when things get down, who's going to be the guys to pick them up? Adams, Rogers, you know every, every team is going to hit a low point. No team, very rarely do they just ride a perfect season and not have to deal with this kind of adversity. So you have to be able to take it with a grain of salt and kind of learn from it. And that's the thing is you can either uh, keel over to what's going on, or you can use it and learn from it and then be better, which I was really hoping they would do after that Bucks loss. But now it's like, okay, whatever's going on is not working and we have these things we have to figure out and you don't know who you could potentially lose each week to due to injuries or COVID outbreaks so you just have to take every week as it is and work with what you got and really the mentality of it is so so important especially in a year like this to just stay positive and stay hyped and just go into each week with that strong mentality that hey Every team is fighting something, so there's no reason why we shouldn't go in there and get a win.
2: Well said. Any any final thoughts, guys, as we kind of wrap this up, put a bow on it? I know, like, kind of what Matt said, we could literally do a whole other podcast just on on the COVID stuff uh, around the NFL with the Packers. But um, any, any final thoughts about looking forward to this week, next couple of weeks, uh, till we talk again? You know, there's going to be – God like so you guys were saying like I, I really hope this isn't a jinx cuz if we have to come in here talking about a Jacksonville oh, game gosh. and Andy, it's bad just redo um, the
3: schedule I'm, if that's what happens <laughs> please
2: seriously but but any any final uh, any final thoughts or anything as we kind of wrap up
0: I'm impressed that uh I guess the eve of the trade deadline as we talked we didn't mention the word oh, trade or anyone fair. at all but um
3: I hope yeah, that,
0: that's uh. I guess there's there, there's bigger issues I mean, right now. I hope
3: that by the time you guys are listening to this podcast, something exciting has happened. But you know, it's the Packers. We can't get our hopes up about it. I'm just glad that you know, if this game happens on Thursday, we don't have to worry about Raheem Mostert running four touchdowns down our throat. You know, that would be horrible, especially after Delvin Cook just did it this last week, and that kind of felt like a a replay of the NFC Championship game. But you know. We could be talking about this and then there could be no game at all. So guess we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> That's just kind of, the guess you're, we'll see. That's just gonna be how it is this year. Are you
2: are you saying that we might be talking and there and it really means nothing? Like we could be doing this whole podcast and it's really sort of like meaningless in the grand scheme of things. Like this week has me very this week has me very meta. Like I, I am I am I am going through a lot. This week, this has not been fun. Um, yeah, I, I, am with you guys. Like, I a trade lead deadline will be fun to watch what happens everywhere else. I don't think that anything's going to happen with the with the
3: Packers. This is the most pessimistic um, podcast, I swear. Why do we always get stuck like this? <laughs>
2: <laughs> we can only we can only mirror the energy that we're getting in when we have to get, when we have to deal with crap crap's gonna come back out like that's that's just yep, so I don't sorry
3: know, for ruining your tuesday guys
2: <laughs> yeah um well yeah that'll about do it for us on this edition of the packet a podcast uh, guys anything that you want to uh promote let the people know about and let people know where they can uh follow you
0: Uh, You can follow me still on Twitter at Matt underscore Frey underscore. It's at M-A-T-T underscore F-R-A underscore. Um, Check out all my other work at PackersWorldwide.com. In our live streams, we do during halftime of all the Packer games under P-W-W halftime hits and our Thursday streams before uh, Thursday Night Football. Just kind of recapping the week and previewing the week ahead. Obviously, this week, that will be combined. We will be doing the halftime hits during the Thursday night show you know uh where can everyone check out all your stuff
3: yeah you can find me on twitter at big mac underscore four mac is m-a-c-k and i've got some stuff in the works for the say it again network right now you can follow them on twitter at the s-i-a network uh yeah i've got some hockey stuff you know for those of you who stick around with me i'll be doing a hockey podcast with Uh, My buddy is Kyle and Adam starting soon, hopefully. And then I've got some stuff under wraps right now that I'm very excited about that hopefully I'll be able to share with all you guys soon.
2: Yeah, you got some fun stuff, Janelle. I'm really excited about seeing all of that. Um, uh, I'm on Twitter at DK all the way if you want to follow me there. Uh, Obviously, you can catch me on uh, the Wednesday show for – or one of the Wednesday shows for Game on Wisconsin and Lombardi's Bar, 7.30 – Lambo time, 8.30 Eastern. Um, usually have a couple article things pop, uh, pop up over there as well on the weekends. Uh, you can watch uh, all my Florio Friday videos, speaking Florio on uh, Game on Wisconsin social media, so don't miss that as well. And just a personal thing, guys, too, since this is uh, coming out on Tuesday, November 3rd, there's no political slate here, guys, but please go out and vote tomorrow. Um, that's obviously a huge, huge thing for any American citizen to be able to go do. And especially in this election, it means more, no matter who you're supporting to go out and vote, not only for president, but all of your local elections as well. And on top of that, too, reach out to your friends and family emotionally tomorrow, make sure that they're doing okay through everything, reach out to people in your community and make sure that they're doing okay. Uh, If you see long lines of the polls, if you can help out any way, bring people food, drinks that they stay in line and make sure their votes get counted, totally recommend helping as much as you can. But take care of yourselves, everybody, especially with now the Packers are reflecting what's going on and their environment around them. Wear a mask. Take care of yourself. Take care of your loved ones. And uh, until we talk again, guys.
0: Go, Pekka. Go,
3: Pekko. Go, Pekko.